1: Berta's Pizza, which is where um, Heritage Radio Network is located. Um, Our show today is brought to you by Fairway Market. Like no other market, check out fairwaymarket.com. So uh, I'm your host, Kathy Irway. And next to me is our guest, Josh Greenfield. And Josh writes a blog called Why I Eat In. And you can see why I was intrigued by this (laughs) blog, probably. What's
2: going on? (laughs) Thanks so
1: much for coming today.
2: Yeah, of course. Nice to be here. Yeah, first, have time.
1: You, first time to mm-hmm. Oh, great. Um, so, you know, we're also giving away Heritage Foods USA, which is our, you know, uh, parent company, I guess, here. Um, you know, free pork samples. If you want to call in and win something, uh, we could do that. It's se- The number to call is 718-497-2128. Um, You can also ask us questions because we have a lot of cooking to talk about and other stuff. Josh is also in a band called The Canon Logic. Indeed, And he's going to play a little song later (laughs) on. Um, So your musical interest predated your food interest. um, And what prompted this sudden food interest, I guess?
2: Well, it started as a way just to kind of feed myself because I didn't have very much money. Apparently, as a musician, you don't really get paid. (laughs) At least Regularly. we haven't in, in about six years. So, um, But we love it. So I had to figure out ways to kind of cut back. And I had been into cooking. And when I went um, on unemployment, I just needed some extra money. So I started cooking and just kind of slowly formed into other things.
1: Other things. So, And you also kind of do this underground catering service for um, Why I Eat In. And I've heard of amazing... Uh, Feats that you've pulled off Like you catered somebody's party uh, I think it was like a bachelorette party Um,
2: I did uh, There was kind of the opposite It was like a two year old's birthday party (laughs) So when I got the email I was wondering if it was going to be Like a gourmet upscale baby food party But I quickly realized that I guess when you're you're a parent And you have kids that are young The party is usually for the friends So um, I didn't have to do too much baby food
1: well, I heard that there's some really good stuff on the table. Uh, what would you make? Uh,
2: we made, I, I catered with a friend. He helped me out. Did a nice panzanella salad. We did these like Big Mac sliders. Um, mm. A couple different kinds of bruschetta, like a white bean. Uh, we did these little um, curry egg bites. All kinds of stuff.
1: Curry like deviled eggs? Or? Sort
2: of. It was in um, a little phyllo dough and just like a little curried egg salad kind of oh. bite so it was sort of like a deviled egg i guess with paprika with on it the but.
1: egg whites and hard boiled and all mm-hmm. chopped up mm, that That's sounds good. really good
2: that was my friend uh That's thought little of that order one bites. yeah, yeah. Cool. i like i like little bites i think you get a lot of variety and right it's yeah. good for a party exactly
1: you don't have to use hands mm-hmm. or uh, forks. Forks. Um, you One have less to thing. use hands.
2: <laughs> well, I uh, guess you could eat it. Someone could feed you as well. <laughs>
1: Especially the babies. <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> um, so you also do this, um, and, and I've heard uh, great things about what you've been doing with this too. And I, I kind of think this is pretty culturally significant. But um, a fr- mutual friend of ours, Nick, um, he likes eating good, healthy food, and he doesn't have the time to cook it. And he doesn't really, he's kind of bored of his options eating out at takeout and stuff like that. So he asked Josh to be his kind of personal chef, I guess. And, uh, and you know, it sounds like you've been doing that with a lot of other clients, too. Totally like friends or friends of mm-hmm. friends on a very, you know, underground, uh, I don't know, just hobby hobbyish sort of way. And you cater these meals to fit their tastes and their... Weekly, I don't know, cravings and health inclinations.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: That's pretty interesting.
2: Yeah, it, it started out um, with Nick. He, he had asked me, he said I had a few things that um, he really likes to eat, and he wanted to see if I could pair some stuff with that so we could kind of combine ingredients. And I kind of realized that there are so few people that have the time to cook food but that want... Um, you know homemade stuff and just like moms. yeah yeah. exactly and and instead of making it a business so much it was more of a way to have people get that kind of things on like a friendly level because I I, for a long time I've been cooking I've been inviting friends over and I I love that I can just have someone over after a long day of work and they get to eat like a home-cooked meal I think it's something that not everyone gets to have in the city Mm -hmm. so I people started asking me if I would deliver to them so it just kind of fell into it I wasn't even really trying and sort of spread friends of friends so now I have clients throughout the week and how many
1: do you have now
2: I've got about six or seven um and my brother Mike is moving in he's a cook as well so once he comes in I'll be able to take on a lot more that'll be nice
1: yeah because otherwise it's just you yeah wow feeding six people
2: and it's it's not too (laughs) bad it's fun and it's really nice to be able to give people um what what they're looking for because that's what's important to me I, I know how important it is to eat well and you just kind of feel a lot better and have more energy and for those hard workers who deserve good food I guess that's what I yeah it's a
1: very personal thing too and you know I I know Nick is not exactly someone who might even know what he wants but he can sort of describe what he's feeling like and then you'll Mm -hmm. put something together for him and you know, I have to say, it's really actually prompted his interest to learn more about what foods are and how to make them, too, because it yeah. sounds like you guys have this rapport. And I'm sure you do with the other clients, too. And then they're like, oh, and it becomes a fascination. It's more interesting. And then they may be even better equipped. I don't know if this is so good for your business to make stuff themselves, though, yeah. from there on. Well,
2: that's okay, because <laughs> I find that it just sort of spreads. You know, if I lose one client, mm-hmm. someone else just kind of comes up. So that's true. it's always okay. There's there's always work and people that are looking. And Nick, Nick is a great example because he, he knows that he likes a few things but he's not really sure how to blend them you know he might mm-hmm. want to use chickpeas so it's my job i'm kind of challenged to make a meal not only that goes well with chickpeas but something that i can put in a container that he can then mix in chickpeas with that will hold for a week so it's fun to be challenged my, my clients do challenge me i think i have one today i have to work on after this um i got tasked with combining avocados cinnamon apples what uh, <laughs> almonds, a few different weird things, sweet potatoes. So
1: he wants to combine them, or I think just... he
2: wants it for his like weekly because I yeah. usually give like a weekly ration of food. So I have to have to figure out um, how to make like a, a few different dishes. I guess. From All that.
1: right. Well, maybe we have a call. We have a call right now. Maybe he has something he wants you to make. <laughs> we'll see. <laughs> hey, how's it going?
3: Hey, what's going on, dude? Not much. What? Uh, the Ducksworth man over here. Duxworth. Yeah, was you know, it? I was thinking about it because you know I was walking down the street with my with my design staff and we were like, man, you know, we should really eat in more, you know, because mm-hmm. we spend so much time, especially eating, going you know, like taking out Indian and Greek. You know, mm-hmm. it's too much money. Plus, I think if we really tried, we could wrangle up, like, some spinach and, like, the spinach and uh, chickpea stuff that I like at the Indian restaurant. I really feel like if I tried and put some effort into it, I could make it myself. You, you know totally what I mean?
1: You totally could. Just have a few spices on hand. Grab some fresh stuff. Spinach.
3: Well, I'm not exactly sure what spices I would use in, like, a. I guess curry is the main thing, yeah?
1: Yeah. Try some curry powder. Or if you want to just uh, play around with it, grab a thing of cumin, a thing of coriander, and maybe some cinnamon and Perfect. cayenne pepper. Yeah. and I That d- does just sound very, uh, yeah.
3: that actually does sound pretty uh, flavorful.
1: Yeah, and then you could increase some some spices and not others. Use some fresh cilantro, maybe just add some fresh zing.
3: Mm-hmm. Sure thing. Yeah, Excellent. try it out. Sounds good. Huh. I right. think I might make Indian food tonight, actually. That's, so that's actually uh, what I might do. I might just check out, uh, check out our local... Uh, a local organic grocery store and get some of those spices.
1: Cool. Well, good luck with that and thanks for calling.
3: No, have no fun. problem. Thank you. Okay. I'll talk to you guys day. soon. Yeah, Bye. Thanks.
1: All right. So, yeah, Indian. I've been... Yeah, that's a good thing. I don't know. Something about hot foods and hot... or spicy foods and hot days. Ugh, I love it.
2: <laughs> yeah, it, it does work. You wouldn't think it would, but I actually have some chicken marinating right now and some yogurt and spices. I. It's amazing how how much flavor you get from that, and it tenderizes the chicken as well.
1: I was always bearded out by marinating chicken in yogurt, yeah. but I've, I've done it too, and I, I, you know, it works. I don't know what it is about it. It tenderizes it, doesn't it? Yeah,
2: I think it's the cultures in the yogurt. Mm. It, it's kind of like marinating chicken in buttermilk, simple or yeah, similar. For
1: fried chicken,
2: yeah, fried chicken.
1: Maybe you can have a yogurt fried chicken with like a chickpea crust. Yeah, chickpea flour crust. Ooh, that would be
2: good. There we go. Wow. Speaking of yogurt. Um, I've started to use yogurt to make sauces more than sour cream and mayonnaise, because you can do, like, you can just chop up, like, chipotles in a can and mix them with yogurt, and you get, like, a really good sauce, and I guess some people are sort of turned off by sour cream a little bit and mm-hmm. mayonnaise, and yogurt works really well.
1: Yeah, yeah and yogurt has pro- probio- uh, probiotics. It's, he- it's, you know.
2: Healthy, yeah. Uh, it
1: is healthy.
2: People like healthy these days.
1: Hey, you know, it's <laughs> summer. Um Yeah. I'm all about that. And uh, so, so all of your clients are kind of more into the healthy or does somebody else want like, you know, burgers and... <laughs>
2: it, it depends. A lot, a lot of them are doing it, I think, because they're they're tired of making poor choices. It's a combination of poor choices. Like, you know, you're sitting around at your house and it's late night and you don't feel like cooking. So you just order something out and you might get like a burger and fries. So they like knowing that, okay, I spent money this week on food. And it's going to be good, and it's going to be healthy. Like I might as well eat that instead of wasting money. So, I do have some clients that will write in and say, "Hey, this week I was talking to my trainer, and he said I think I had one recently that said to not eat tofu and soy products, which was kind of surprising because I always thought tofu was kind of the getting, you know, becoming more in.
1: But he just doesn't like it. I guess
2: I, I guess, I guess the the trainer just said to stay away from. it. Oh, I don't okay. I don't know why, but <laughs> I'm willing to try anything. It's, it's always like a learning experience for me. Right. So it's fun to to get, you know, clients who are, are willing to be open.
4: Yeah, And
2: then I have other ones who are a little more specific. But um, I do usually have some room to play around.
1: Cool. And I imagine they all have different budgets that you, that they want to work within.
2: Mm-hmm. So there's uh, yeah, that that, that, that that definitely changes things. But I have like, I have a group of four guys and I deliver to one place. They're all friends. So that makes things easier because I can kind of make them similar things. That's cool.
1: Um, well, maybe you could do stuff like offices, like that guy on the phone was like, yeah. you know, my whole office gets takeout. And, you know, especially for a small office of four, I don't know, people or 10.
2: Yeah, that's not a bad group idea.
1: Meals. That's well that's actually that's kinda what I'm doing here at six <laughs> point. Um so let's take a quick break and let's hear Josh jam out a little bit live right. on heritage. Uh you're gonna hear it here. Um Canon Logic, uh why don't you bust something up? Cool. Thanks. Go for it. All
4: right, let's see what happens here. <laughs> never thought he was wrong he never admits to anything at all given the choice i see i learned a lot today now i must believe him how else could i see that i'm a fool barely awake mistrust i would combust for once so if You feel your life is overwhelmed By sex and crimes and drugs all birthed in hell Now is your time to take control If we're all one then you've got no soul And so it goes, it goes to show now That you are hell, yes you are hell I should have known, I know too well now I'm out of here, my life is clear Whoa! <laughs> A little
2: half song there.
1: Congratulations! That was awesome! You. you know, I... Your voice just totally changed or something, or it sounds very, um, it has a, like, kind of raspy, it's kind of, kind of like, almost like English sounding or something. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know.
2: Yeah, you know, when, when you're trying to develop your voice as a songwriter, it goes through lots of changes. I feel like there are some people that are kind of just naturally born with a really good voice, and I've always had a horrible voice, so... It kind of gave me room to play around mm. and to to just try out different things, which at first I thought was a bit of a curse, but now I'm starting to enjoy it more that I'm learning how to sing a little bit. Oh, I
1: really so. like it. It sounds great. Thank you. Wow. Great. And that's your own song? You write Yeah, it's just something I'm
2: working on, so I've got about half of it done. and Okay. The, the first half the is practice. the easy part. Yeah, and then the second half is when things get kind of tricky, but... Gosh, yeah.
1: so you guys write songs together after like kind of playing around with them on your own.
2: Is yeah, we works? all we all sort of do generally our own songwriting. Sometimes uh-huh. we'll be in, you know working together and writing stuff, but we we like to write half songs and then bring that fifty percent to the band, and everyone kind of adds their own flair. Sort of, it's the beauty of being in a band because. It's one thing to know how something sounds in your head, but to have four other guys to kind of tune in to do things that you could never imagine, that's where like the creative stuff comes in.
1: Cool. So. I find that happens in cooking, too. Yeah. <laughs> cooking
2: and music, very similar. I kind of go back and forth throughout the day, but there's, there's a lot of similarities in there. Yeah, like yeah.
1: when we were cooking for that um, uh, Finger on the Pulse barbecue at Hope Lounge, I felt like there was just and you know you came in and like a savior like to help (laughs) chop and do sausages and all this stuff but there was definitely a lot of you know collaboration and I'm sure that happens in every kitchen but it was definitely winged (laughs) that was that was great and that sausage
2: I probably had like 15 I couldn't (laughs) stop eating they were good yeah
1: yeah, that was good times with the uh, Snacky Tunes hosts, which are on next. They have this barbecue series. You should totally check out their next one uh coming up down the road. Check yeah. out F O T P N Y C dot com. And when's the next Canon Logic show?
2: Well to kick off, uh we're doing an East Coast tour, so Mercury Lounge is Friday, I think August 6th mm-hmm. Um and, and then we're just gonna be in like New York, Philly, Virginia, Boston, uh, just Whoa. kind of like a, like in northeast tour thing
1: cool congrats so, wow, have yeah. fun with that yeah, should be the fun road. what's gonna happen with your clients when they're gonna <laughs> <Well, laughs> get a lot of freezer meals <laughs>
2: <laughs> luckily my my brother moves in August 1st so that we go on tour I think the like 4th mm-hmm. um, or the 6th or something uh, dates in my head don't work out mm-hmm. always but uh <laughs> So he'll be here to help out. It's going to be really nice to have him because he just graduated and he's really focusing on food. So it, it frees me up to do more music, but also to stay kind of in, in line with the catering and
1: Yeah, I don't delivering. know how you keep up with it all, honestly.
2: It's fun. Yeah? So I enjoy it, yeah.
1: Well, good for you. Um, So, uh, you know, it reminds me a little bit. I saw this New York Times article recently about dining clubs in Brooklyn, particularly. Mm. It talked to a couple members of them. And it's not exactly a supper club. It's not like a nice feast at someone's home. But it was like a swap where people would make uh, six portions. Say there's six people in the club. Six portions of whatever dish. And then they give it to everybody in the club. Wow. And then somebody else's, the next day, it's somebody else's turn. And then give it to everybody in the club. And it makes sense because you know you could cook in batches, and it's not that much work—more work, more work mm-hmm. than just cooking uh, for yourself. And if you're the kind of person who makes stuff in batches anyway, and then eats leftovers throughout the week, then you get a different leftover from somebody else, and see. So uh. you- I imagine that would be really fun because um, you'll see what other people cook, and I guess hopefully you'll have good cooks on your club.
2: <laughs> yeah, that, that's probably the important part. See who's
1: the weakest link.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's kind of it's like potluck sort of. I like the idea that mm-hmm. there's you get like different leftovers though. That's pretty cool.
1: There's definitely a lot of trends though, yeah. and people wanting to eat stuff that's homemade and maybe by their friends.
2: Mm-hmm. It's so it's a really loves. fun way to. To bring people together—that's what I love about cooking. I get to help people eat healthy, but I also really like throwing parties and sort of customizing them to exactly what people want. Because uh, I've noticed it gets really expensive to go to restaurants, and people are trying to cut back. So I started doing sort of like a dining club, underground restaurant,
1: and then there's the drinks, tips, and corkage. Who knows?
2: (laughs) (laughs) No, I have I have this group of like about 15 girls that I cook a meal for every month and kind of turn my apartment into a little bit of a restaurant and it just sort of happened one day they asked me like would you cater for us because we're tired of going to restaurants and you never know how much you're going to spend and how much you're going to drink so I I would set like a price and they would just bring their own alcohol and they said they love it because they get to be you know as loud and obnoxious as they want and they know the food's going to be good and they're all vegetarian so I, I try to you know, every time I'll do a different cuisine and try to cater it around that. And it's fun. It's nice to be able to do that.
1: You really are like a, like a multi cuisine, you know, uh, cook. Mm -hmm. You don't just stick with Indian food or whatever.
2: Yeah. I'll, I'll I'll try anything. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I like to, it's like, it's kind of like culinary homeschooling where every month or so I'm trying new, buying a few different spices. Like right now I'm doing a lot of Vietnamese stuff. I just made pho for the first time. And that was really good oh
1: cool yeah. I, I imagine that's all about the soup you yeah know, the broth and that's a complex broth right or beef was it beef or
2: yeah you you boil um well first you char ginger and onions and then you boil that with uh, s- uh you pick like a beef like chuck mm-hmm. and a bunch of beef bones and you make a spice bag it's like uh, cardamom coriander fennel uh, and a few few other things, I think cloves. And that's it's like a four or five hour process. But yeah. once you get the beef, then the fun stuff starts happening.
1: All right. That sounds yeah. pretty familiar to other Asian soups now that I think of it. Mm-hmm. Hey, pho in the heat. Pho. Again, I love yeah. it. <laughs> the noodles, though? You didn't make the noodles, right?
2: No, the rice noodles. I try to make everything that I can from, from scratch. scratch, but rice noodles, I, I've stayed away from. I, there's certain equipment you need to make like the rice paper and the noodles, so one day.
1: Yeah, well, your breads were amazing. I couldn't believe that you had just recently started making breads, because when I tried your challah and uh, those bagels, <laughs> you made those amazing chipotle-flavored bagels. Um, they were perfection.
2: Bagels mm. are fun, yeah. Especially since, kind of not stealing so much from your idea, but that's sort of how the name of the blog came, but when I first picked up your book and saw the concept and a light went off I realized that's what I had pretty much been doing and I should start a blog and then I read your book which was awesome and very inspiring oh thanks I think I read the whole thing in like three days and the next day I just started writing I'm
1: writing why I eat in yeah
2: exactly and uh when you do eat in and you crave something you have to figure out how to make it there's no there's no other option you know
1: uh-huh
2: so while there are some things i still can't make it's it's a fun challenge to try to like recreate something that you're used to
1: it's a lifelong mission yeah you could just keep doing it there's no end to it
2: it's that's the fun part yeah
1: well you know that just that's just (laughs) breaks my heart or what not melts my heart i don't know (laughs) yeah
2: (laughs) breaks your heart in a good way
1: it's good yeah yeah. (laughs) 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 all right so let's talk about what would you make for a date meal like a spicy steamy Spicy, I love asking steamy. this question. <laughs> I
0: can't
1: get I can't get enough of it. Everyone has a different answer.
2: Well, f- with that kind of stuff, it's less about the meal, um like what's actually being made and, and more about making it fun and exciting. I feel like people you
1: mean I, I shouldn't put aphrodisiacs in it? No, you
2: can. You're welcome <laughs> to. Um, spicy food. I know some people try to stay away from garlic or spicy food, but to me it's more about the experience and inviting someone over and having them feel comfortable. And I feel like one of the fun ways to do that is instead of preparing this really nice candle-lit romantic dinner, do something that's more hands-on, like show them how to make uh, like pizza dough and pizza and help them roll, because it, it's more its more of an interactive thing, and people might be a, a little uncomfortable at first, but it's a really good way to break someone out of their shell. Wow. Yeah.
1: That is so true. It's more about the experience. Yeah, you feed a man a day, and then, you know, whatever. Yeah. Teach a man to cook. Or roll out <laughs> pizza dough. Do you roll it out, or you just you hang you know
2: yeah i i can't do the the flipping the in the air thing i've I don't tried think that's it necessary. it's more of like a novelty it's just kind of yeah. fun but i usually try to press it out i know there's kind of yeah. a they say like don't roll it like true true pizza dough is not rolled with a roller
1: no you oh. kind of stretch it
2: yeah stretch it. on a
1: floured surface rotate around and around
2: my they sometimes i'll roll flatbreads my my dad made me this really cool um uh rolling pin that has like a notch set out so no matter how much you roll it it goes to like a quarter inch so that's nice but otherwise fingers
1: fingers so your date meal would be to show somebody how to roll and that's that's an engaging you know thing too yeah.
2: pizzas a good one i mean there are other things people like to make really anything that's that might be intimidating at first on your own, but that's really simple because pizza can't does like feel three ingredients. That much,
1: you yeah. know it always tastes good, everybody likes pizza yeah
2: exactly cheese sauce fun but yeah that's the, I think that's the best experience getting people to to be comfortable in their own skin, and they don't even have to like cooking it's just like a the food is sort of the vehicle to open someone up or to, you know, make them challenge or be creative or something.
1: Do you ever, like, I mean, what if somebody's totally averse to cooking? I mean, I know some people who are just like, no, 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 not my thing.
2: Yeah, I mean, there are people that, everybody eats, you know, which is nice. That's true. So you at least have that. <laughs> and there are if some gonna people. If
1: you're going to eat it, you got to make help out here. Yeah, yeah
2: exactly. At or least. Else you're
1: going to go hungry tonight. <laughs>
2: those people get to clean the dishes, and that's interactive as well, so. Yeah, that's true.
1: Yeah, you know, you can't be too stodgy about some things that are basic necessities, I guess. Mm-hmm. Cleaning, cooking.
2: I, I know a lot of people that are not not so much against cooking as that they are intimidated by it. I, I don't run into too many people that aren't willing to at least try something. Even if it's like, here, stir this sauce around a little bit. Um, I think maybe because everyone has to eat food, of course, so... They're willing to, like, learn about what's going into the process.
1: Um, I, I, w- I would hope so, yeah. yeah. And when it's right before you and you have that opportunity, whereas you don't in a lot of cases if you purchase the food uh, mm-hmm. pre-cooked. So why not take advantage of it? Yeah. See so if a lot of people help out and, you know, or just at least can see, watch the cooking process when you cater to parties or
2: it really it depends Depends on the uh, party i do a lot of or i've i've offered and only done a few parties where people get to do like like a pizza making party or sushi rolling Mm because sometimes people do want to interact and that's that becomes part of the experience you're not just standing around drinking and eating you're you're doing something it's like instead of go bowling great idea yeah
1: yeah i like um uh like leaving out like sushi toppings or fillings and everyone it's like a taco party everyone picks their own and rolls of sushi
2: and that's always the hardest part about sushi is like getting all the the stuff prepared Mm -hmm. finding the fish making the rice once it's all out there then it's fun it's not
1: hard to roll together not at all yeah i'm actually teaching a sushi class or a takeout japanese class at brooklyn kitchen this thursday oh nice check it out online at brooklynkitchen.com and buy a ticket i'm gonna make some weird rolls i was thinking of doing a lobster roll roll oh
2: wow lobster roll roll, (laughs) like you
1: know the filling of like a mayonnaise lobster salad
2: that would be good
1: maybe a little sesame i don't know maybe maybe i'll have to think about this a little
2: what's the weirdest roll you've ever rolled
1: Oh well, I like doing the BLT roll. That's mm. gonna be on there. Um, I don't, you know, weird. I did a. I try to do a roll niçoise. That was pretty weird, you know, tuna and uh, mm. egg and capers. That was a little weird. I don't know about that one.
2: The tough thing I find with sushi rolling and getting weirder flavors is the balance of the seaweed. The nori, I know. Yeah, because it, it, you salty. don't notice it when it's with proper ingredients but once you start do, I did like a like a barbecued chicken bacon roll Ooh, once and
1: that's a little weird yeah it was <laughs> the nori is
2: like you're getting that hint and you're like what's going well, on the best thing
1: is that it pairs really well with neutral things like cucumbers so it's just totally you mm-hmm. need something there so it's good so I do want to thank the caller who uh, called in today because he just won Heritage Foods Porterhouse Pork Chops. Wow. That's a pretty good deal just for calling in. Awesome. And that's really funny that he's making Indian food tonight and he's getting <laughs> pork because I don't think that's going to work together. <laughs> but maybe another time. Yeah. Cool. Well, thanks again, Josh. And, yeah, thank um, you for
2: having me. This is
1: awesome. And thanks for the song. Let's just see Canon Logic um, coming up and check out Why I Eat In. It's why the letter, I, the letter, eat, and then n the letter, dot com.
2: Indeed, yes.
1: All right. Write a book soon, please.
2: <laughs> we'll see. If it, if it <laughs> falls in my lap, I will. <laughs>
1: Thanks again. I'd like to thank Jack and Nat in the controller booth, um, Heritage Foods, and our sponsor today, Fairy Market. I'm your host, Kathy Uri. We'll see you next week. Thanks.
4: Don't want you love.
3: Thanks for listening to Let's Eat In on the Heritage Radio Network. For appearing on Let's Eat In, Josh Greenfield Receives a free 2010-2011 Zagat New York City Shopping Guide And this has just been released Based on the discerning opinions of 7,500 of New York's most sophisticated Shoppers, Zagat's new 2010-2011 New York City Shopping Guide Has all you need to know about 2,345 top Establishments citywide Ranging from your favorite designer To chic boutiques and that special hidden gem Thanks again to Zagat and for For more information on them, you can visit their website at www.zagat.com. Thanks for listening.